Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining me here on what I believe is episode 26 of the Impulse Control Experiment. As always, I'm Joel Harrison, and I do appreciate you being here, keeping me accountable and on track. Um, and I have another one of my awesome friends with me today, um, the owner of the New Hampshire Holistic Health As Associates. Did I get that right? Yeah. And the only person that can get away with calling me a toddler and not sorry <laughs> <talking about her. laughs> miss nicole hanson hey nicole how's it going very good how are you doing joel i'm glad to be here with you i am doing super well um so today is I've, so today is december 6th i do believe so i've been out of the experiment for a few days um, although I've been trying to hook up with my last few guests to finish it off. So this is going to be one of the first, uh, official conversations that happens outside the realm of the experiment. Um, so just a note on that. And because I give everybody an update, usually getting started, um, coming back to what I would say, quote unquote, real life or outside the realm of the experiment, um, hasn't been quite as awesome or staying on track as I would have hoped. Um, I have been eating absolutely everything, as much sugar, sugar and carbs as possible. Um, but I have learned a real value lesson is that I can't go back to smoking weed the way I was because it just makes me tired and lazy. So, <laughs> so that yeah, means that I have the to one actually, thing you've taken away. <laughs> um, that, that's definitely the most prevalent start. And, you know, I think that a lot of people who have um, been smoking weed for years and years get to this point where it's just kind of like the natural state and it's just kind of the way I was running for a while and now I have to completely turn that on its head which means more um, trance work meditation self-hypnosis to stay calm throughout the days um, which is one of the big things I noticed is when that dropped off all everything else went with it um, okay. so that's kind of that's kind of my update here on on day six and kind of taking some time to celebrate uh, the success through the experiment and then figure out how we go about life from there. Um, so, but the reason I wanted to bring you in today is I wanted you to kind of talk about um, some of the other things that you do in change work. Your facility, um, I know you use more than just hypnosis in your change work. And I view a lot of these modalities as things that are valuable and things that even if I don't use or haven't learned about yet have value in them. So I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the other things outside the realm of hypnosis you do, how they tie in together and where you find power of change. Yeah. I mean, that's where the, the holistic approach that I take comes in. Um, as you know, hypnosis, hypnosis is my leading modality. However, um, in my intense intake process that I do, thank you very much, Sandra Grace, um, I learn a lot about people and that's where I start making notes about other modalities I can use on them. Um, I, I begin immediately using um, neuro-linguistic programming when I'm in that intake, trying to not only use reframing, but draw out more information than they seem to be willing to give me that tends to lead to things like chakra and energy work, Reiki. Um, I have them tell me about colors. I have all of um, the chakra symbols on the wall and I ask them which one stands out for them now at this time. Small things like that give me a lot of clues um, into where I'm gonna go with them and their treatment. And then 
depending on the client, there are some I do a lot of aromatherapy work with using uh, doTERRA essential oils, as you do. Um, I also will go into a different realm. Um, I occasionally will use um, tools, things like Dharma cards or Oracle cards or um, focus cards, trying to get not only more information, but maybe give us a direction to head because as we know, when clients come to it typically for one thing, but then behind it, there are six things we really need to help them to solve it. So the tools like that, um, I find lead to quicker, deeper, more meaningful change and that stays. It, it is a change of not only their attitudes and their beliefs, but their complete mindset. Once you come from three or four different angles, not just hypnosis, and show them that all of these signs are pointing towards the same thing, uh, the buy-in is there. And once buy-in is there, then I just go for it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that, um, one of the things that, you know, I've always known was true, but then you feel it more when you do it with yourself is like, really anybody can do anything for a month. So, so for me to come at this uh, project as I have and go, okay, 30 days, I can't do these things. For um, like the first three weeks, it was just sheer determination and will. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can knock these things out. And then because I put a deadline on it, I felt like that week, last week was like, oh, it's just three more days. Well, those became the hardest three more days because the finish line was right there. And then because it's the same thing with diets, although I did a whole, you know, bigger thing is if you go at it from just this short term change as a whole, as opposed to full lifestyle change, then I know I'm going to go back and it's just, it, it, it makes it that much harder at the end of it to take the gains that you've made and keep them. Yeah. That was one of the points that I had being a naysayer of these extreme, like one month challenges as you did. I was one of the uh, devil's advocates against you thinking that this was not the best idea, which I do eat a bit of humble pie because I think that you have proven to yourself what you are capable of, um, which if there was any doubt, hopefully that's sealed now. However, in order to make true change, as you know, it is in small incremental pieces over Right. Um, and I, I will um, agree with you both on, on both pieces. I think that the way that my change process has gone, like I needed to show myself that I could get through this piece in order to know that the slow incremental change was going to work. Um, but I will also credit you in the fact that you're like, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have, I don't remember the, 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 um, word that you called it but you're like you're gonna have a response where you fight all this and you 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 get you know and i did get tired of it and with some of the more what i would consider some of the more uh mediocre or small time concerns i did return to the carbs you know i did have a little bit of carbs towards the end of the experiment of course thanksgiving was in there and then like thanksgiving and black friday just kind of went off the reservation as far as like carbs and sugar i was like you know what i'm doing it i'm making peace with it um and i even uh from as much as a consumption point to a um interconnection point with someone who we drink whiskey together i did have uh about two 
single ounce portions of whiskey on Thanksgiving, which wasn't enough to give me any kind of inebriation or any kind of a fuzz. Um, but I did consume on those days. Um, and so you were right. And, and for those of you who weren't involved in this conversation, you know, she basically said like, look, giving up all those things at once is going to, at some point, give you this revolt against yourself. Like a torture um, reflex. There you go. Torture reflex. Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely felt some of that, mm -hmm. but I was also interested in the fact that I put a timeline on it. And I felt like because there was a timeline, my timeline would have been three months. The first two and a half months would have been easy. But because my timeline was one month, that last week got really difficult. Um, and then, of course, as soon as I, I opened the door up, it was like, oh, cool. Katie barred the door. I can do all these things again. And <laughs> I've been eating as much sugar and carbs as possible. And, and You're walking the opposite way of the wagon. Right. Um, but that, you know, that's okay. And that's all well. That'll be and that, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm already done with that. And I'm already kind of at this point where I can see the negative effects of, you know, it's like, I can't, I can't, um, I can't smoke weed before my day job now, because at the end of my day, I have to be more productive. And while that I don't, I can be high in the past I've been able to be high at my day job um, I can't do that anymore because it negatively affects the rest of my day now do you want marijuana to be part of your daily life is that I don't have a problem with it besides the fact that I mean and this is another this is another interesting struggle that I've been going through is at what level do I want to allow these things to return into my life um, and both uh, Paul, who you know, and then another friend of mine uh, that does change work out in Hawaii, his name's Ryan, uh, had them both on the podcast already. And they both went like, why do you want to go back to that? And so that is a very logical and valuable question that I haven't found a good answer to. But in the meantime, I've gone back a little bit. I feel differently about it. And this might take you a little off guard, but there's a reason, the fact that it's an organic substance if it's being grown properly and you know what you're consuming i prefer if it wasn't in smoke form um, just because of long health but there are so many additional properties to marijuana medical marijuana that it's obvious that over time you genetically now, oh, yeah. so if, if you're fulfilling a need that your body has what is that is there something within you that needs it? Is there a chemical thing that is fixing for you? And if so, is that any worse than going to a psychiatrist and going on medication? Right. I, it's more natural, it's more organic. Can you improve that on your own through hypnosis and energy work and everything else? Absolutely. But I, of all of the elements that you have had and given up, that would be the last one I would ask you. And I actually agree with you on that from every standpoint except for productivity. Yeah. So okay. being so inside. Other streams, there's other streams that won't do that to you. Yes. And once I, once things catch up in my area where I can go to a place and choose that, um, then that would be more possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the cognitive slowdown that would be the only reason, which has also been 
the reason why I've enjoyed it, you know, or why I've considered it for anxiety, for stress, for sleeping, those kind of things. But as we both know, that's just a crux so that I don't have to do the work. Sure. I mean, if we're being totally honest. You, you, you know that you can fix all of those symptoms that you just laid out through other means. Exactly. And so, so then. If it gives you pleasure. Right. So then it comes down to the recreation only. And if you admit, I think that it's recreation only then, or the other thing that I've been juggling with is the fact that it's, it's another, it's another place where I don't have to do the work, which for me in my life is kind of been up until now or up until quite recently has always been the MO. What's the shortest distance between me and what I want? And it's like, yeah, I know hypnosis, I know meditation, you know, I can control all these things if I try, but that takes work. I can just roll a joint and be done with it. So you're a bull. You're a bull. You take the bull by the horns and you go with it and then you leave. Yeah. So the the question then becomes, um, what's the deeper idea that keeps me in that state? Which is you know, one of those things that no one can answer for you and you have to eventually discover and I'm still working on finding out. Well, the answers I've heard from you so far tells me that there's a lot of negative self-talk about yourself, your motivation, your relatedness level. And it seems to me like you believe up until now that marijuana has the power to demotivate you, which is not true. You are the one who has the power to demotivate you. And oh, yeah. And blaming marijuana as the excuse. And that's pretty good. That's, that, that is very that's true. I can, I, be, I can be 100% sober and still not motivated. Um, I don't think that it helps. Uh, you know, like I can lay around the couch all day and do nothing if I'm sober. Trust me, I did it in the month of November, you know, had total days where I'm just laying around the couch doing nothing, but it is easier to break the intention. If I start by smoking a joint, then it's that much harder for me to get up off the couch. So, so, um, so yeah, what, what else? So where do you find, um, or, or, or what's, what do you do when you see something on the surface like that? How do you dig deeper than that? How do we get, you know, because we have all these things that we see in our daily lives as on the surface trouble, you know, and it's that whole duck thing where you got the duck on top of the water and he looks real chilled, but underneath the feet are going crazy. Um, and that's where we find a lot of our problems. Mm -hmm. So anything in the idea of digging deeper down, looking into your past, finding those things to find a truer solution rather than just moving on sheer willpower? Like a, a true holistic approach to digging deeper and going there with people is simply through um, the bonding experience and communication, you know, through active listening skills and then using the tools like I've used. Um, for instance, that the row of shoppers behind me, someone will pick out a color and so I'll say they said yellow, which we both know is the solar plexus. I'm like, okay, so this is what that one typically symbolizes. And from that, it'll trigger a thought. And that thought 
leads to something else, which leads to something else. So it's just, it's a conversational gateway that you walk into and they'll go with you as you're taking the steps deeper and deeper. You just have to continue to bring insight that they aren't seeing on their own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another, I think of a client I had last night, which I told you briefly about, and I had her select what is called a Dharma card. It's a one month focus card. It's in Buddhist belief. Um, she selected that card and it was her courage. And she said that it didn't apply to her because as she read about the courage, it was all about life and death and this and that. So I took it from her and reviewed it and explained to her that it was metaphorical and that we needed to um, change the word death into endings. And then I reread it to her saying endings. And she, even then, she was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. But then I said, can I share with you what I think this whole paragraph is about? And she said, please do. And as I explained to her, it was all about life, not death. But she had been caught up in something that just triggered her, like, nope, that's not me. So as I explained to her that it was about life and taking chances and being your best self, doing those things, risking it, being brave and using courage to be your highest self, then you will have the life of fulfillment. As I explained that to her, she was like, wow, it all makes sense. This is exactly what I'm going through. And then the floodgates open. Yeah. Right. So that's and, just one tool, one story. And and once you, once you like, I did an episode where that I literally called "Dealing with Your Shit" uh, <laughs> because it was right after it was a day after I'd done some breath work, uh, which I wanted to see if you had some ideas on here in just a second. But it was a day after I'd done like the whole shamanic breath work thing, and um, I decided that there was something in there that meant that I needed to deal with the shit that I had from my father, and so when I got in there, I hit that moment where I had discussed all of these things that I had going on with my father and all of these ways that I felt about it. And then finally I went like, Oh shit, do I have something holding me back from success? Because I viewed my dad as being successful, but I also saw all this other stuff over here on the left-hand side that was negative. And so, um, it was like when you, when you, kind of click that in and you're like, well, I never would have imagined that if you just would have blurted that out to me. But as we dig down beneath it and we find that thing, once it finally makes sense and clicks, mm -hmm. then you can deal with it and move to change from there. Right. So that was, and, and yeah, and, and those, those holy shit moments almost as I call them when you just see the light turn on and just blow for me, it's been my own mind just sitting here talking into this microphone for a whole month. I just have those moments and you can hear it. If you, even if you can't see me like, holy shit, I just blew my own mind. I just learned something that I've been digging for for 33 years, you know? And when you get to have those experiences with people or when you get to sit in a room with somebody and it's not you and I doing it, it's just you and I asking a question and letting them come to that conclusion. Yeah. So much power and change and, and, and beauty comes from that moment. Absolutely. So. Um, our tool ourselves. They are the ones who are going to make the change. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> um, 
So I did want to ask you, have you done the breath work? Have you done that? Is that something that you're familiar with? I haven't. Oh, okay. So I would say check it out because it was awesome. But I had this experience, which I thought maybe you would find interesting and maybe somewhere in your realm, you know something I don't. So as I was doing this breath work, um, which is essentially just a strong breath in and then a relaxed breath out. You do it for a contained amount of time. And I had a psychedelic experience through this, like more of a physical feeling as opposed to like seeing stuff. But here's what happened is my hands locked up like this. And I was completely catalytic from the elbow down. And I could like do this, but nothing would move. And I was in that headspace, like move, move, move. And nothing would move. It was crazy. But... I didn't know whether you knew any symbolism with the hands or, you know, cause you're more into like the body and the chakra and things like that. Yeah. I didn't know if that made any sense with you. For me, my connection was with my dad because when he was sick, you know, he had this kind of thing happen and his okay. hands locked up and you know that I had that major moment at, uh, which I've told back in the podcast of that, like, Hey, my parents were fine. I didn't have that, you know, moment. <laughs> so why would I have, well, you know, why would I have this issue for my kid? And, and I was so lovingly told by Paul that I was wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figured that was the connections why I then turned to, to deal with my, my dad and my shit. But I didn't know if there was anything else um, that you had thought or that would make any sense to you in that realm. Instantly, I was wishing that someone had taken a picture of your hands in that moment because I would like to see if they were in mudra. So you made a crippled hand gesture similar to what your father had but I am wondering if it was actually certain fingers that were locked towards mm. your thumb or things like that because that's when you're connecting to your higher self that is something that's ingrained through time and life and lives shall we say yeah so whether you've studied it or not it's something that organically happens babies do it babies do this angelic in nature which is like a magic that source that's it whatever source is to you it's right there Right. So if you were doing any of that, you were trying to clear karma, you were trying to um, connect the source, you were trying to um, release fear, like there are all different things. Like if it was all your fingers into one, yeah. and the catalepsy of the arm, as I sit here and watch you on video, as we talk, you talk with your hands. Oh, very so much. The fact that you lost motion of your hands intuitively tells me that perhaps you were being told to listen more and speak less. Oh, which, oh, wow. Which, again, as you know from the week that we spent to each other when we met, like that is a major, major focus of, uh, of my life. And through the first 10 days of the experiment, the major lesson that I needed to show. Um, again, I was talking to Sandra and, and we were doing, I was doing daily chakra clearings and I was like, man, these things make me physically uncomfortable. She says, when, when do they make you uncomfortable? Which chakra are you on? And I was like, well, it's usually somewhere between the heart and the throat. <laughs> Boom. Same thing. Same thing. Like I'm having, Oh, you mean like, so, so if I were to say like when my wife and I get in an argument and I am trying to communicate from an emotional state, all I can do is yell and be an asshole. That, or even what if you had all that energy that you expel here in between your heart and your throat focused into your solar? Mm -hmm. What would you accomplish then? Which is the only actual visualization that I have had through all of my chakra clearings 
is a is a giant yellow, essentially like a dinner plate, okay. with with like uh, you ever seen like somebody put electricity on wood and the way it burns it? Have you ever yeah. seen that? Is exactly what was coming out of the. I'm pretty sure it was the the right side was just okay. burning into it with that like spirally tree like thing. Yeah. So all of that kind of, you know, and this is, this is what we talk about when we talk about like different modalities and from a lot of people, which I used to be one of them who thought all of this stuff was total bullshit. But when you look at this modality and that modality and that modality, and you start to stack answers that say the same thing on top of each other, Exactly. Then you have your things that you really need to be working on instead of going, instead of me on my, on my face thinking I need to smoke less weed, you know, or, or drink less or, or whatever. And seeing like, no, dude, that's, that's what we're talking about on the surface of what you see. And then what if you, you really fix what's wrong, you won't want to, or need to, you'll choose. To. Right. Right. And so, which is the, the crux of the entire design is to want to make the change as opposed to need to make the change and fight the change and all that kind of stuff. So mentally, I'm kind of stuck in on the visualization you had. Have you discussed this with anyone? Um, Sandra and I talked about it briefly. It's been okay. two or three weeks ago. And I remember, um, I remember it being pretty prevalent, but at the moment I can't. I've kind of fought, like to be, to be perfectly honest, towards the end of the experiment, I've fallen away a little bit of the shocker clearings okay. and of some of that stuff. So I need to, I have an opportunity to revisit that and move back yeah. into that. Um, but to, what do you think of it? Well, yellow. And then was it truly a dinner plate? Um, I, that, that was, that's what I see in my mind. I, you know, you know me in visualization. So visual isn't my number one modality. So like for it to be the only thing, but it definitely had, I feel like, I feel like I remember like a depression in the middle and then a rim and then maybe even another rim about that. I think it was a dinner plate because that was your, your instinct quickly to say that. And usually there's iconic figures that come into visualizations and they may seem random or not make sense. But this, when you just said that, made complete sense to me. The yellow dinner plate, and this was around when in your 30 days? Um, probably day 10-ish, give or take. Okay. So right when you probably started really um, the sugar withdrawals, any other symptoms or things like that you were experiencing at that time. You were probably really food focused, wanting to self-soothe um, and self-soothe so that you had energy and stamina and strength because you were probably feeling a little weak, a little off at that point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So the dinner plate is symbolic of you feeding yourself, feeding your soul. The fact that it was yellow is your energy. So your soul is highly connected to your energy sources. And then intuition would tell me the fact that it was wood and you use the word wood, what is stability? You think about the stable, the, the stable oak tree, that's wood. And how it was wood burning into the dinner plate, your stability was, your, your desire for stability was slowly spiraling into your self-soothing habits. Hmm. Yeah. Because. So it's a picture of what you were seeing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, like, like I said, it was definitely coming into it, you know, like that. And that's very interesting. 
would it have taken over if it kept coming in? Would it have completely consumed the plate? Um, it didn't like look like it wasn't. It was kind of in a pattern. It looked like it might have gone all the way across, oh. but not com completely consumed it. You know, like if I had to put it in, like like so, if the plate is you know yay wide, mm -hmm. it would have came in a branching mode across the so middle. Like Twelve inches, and it kind of came to the center. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So yeah, that's really interesting. And so those are like the two, those two things there with the breath work and then with that visualization, those are like my two things that I've needed to dive in and be dissected with um, through the experiences and the, um, the solar plexus and being in control. Um, and I think that that's a new mode of control or even finally getting control of some things that I haven't had, you know, complete control of. Yeah. So we don't need to be in complete control. Once you let go of control, right, which which again comes back to my real my deeper underlying thing to realize is that even when my pieces feel all out of control, I'm trying to control all the rest of the ulterior pieces, you know, like I'm not a controlling person, but underneath it all, I'm still trying to control my family and my wife and my home and, you know, these kind of things. And so when they get out of control or they just naturally would be like the underlying thing is like control your, your own shit <laughs> and, and then be comfortable with what's not in control. What would happen if you stopped trying to control I think that, and, and see, I think that that's maybe the position that I'm in here at the moment where like, I've just been like eating everything and growing fast food and, you know, like some of the food is the one that is probably uncontrolled at the moment. Um, but I think that that's, and, and then here we come to a, a limiting belief that my natural state of being out of control is unhealthy or that my natural state is uncontrolled okay. when that's so not necessarily true it's just that i don't choose to it is as you're saying so like more side member that's where you start your self-talk come on now yeah right talk self-talk i'm out of control <laughs> i'm bad i eat everything if i don't control it it'll happen if i don't do this that won't happen let it go and see yeah. Have a little more faith in yourself. I've got faith in you. You're the one I call. You're the one I call when I'm in crisis mode. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's so important to have that person. And I appreciate you yeah. for being that person. Oh, that's like. You know, I adore you to death. Really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've been there for me. Well, and, day and, one. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's, it, it's, it's awesome to have a person that is that you're comfortable enough and you know, is not going to judge you. But at the same time, like you live out in New Hampshire, I live in St. Louis. We're completely disconnected with each other, but we have that. Like, I know that I can be totally true with you and get a totally honest opinion. And like, I think that a lot of us have our, our best friends and our spouses and our people that we go to regularly for that. Yeah. And sometimes it's also better to have a person that's one step outside of your circle that you feel yeah. the same way about that. Mm -hmm. Can go, hey, could be a toddler. 
<laughs> stop it, it works. <laughs> you stop. It's better than calling someone a different word, Paul Ramsey. <clears throat> <laughs> but it, 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 it did work beautifully. And um, I told that story, you know, to the audience. And I was like, yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to be mad. And you're like, okay, well, put me in. So. <laughs> and take your toys and go home. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I, I do appreciate you. I do appreciate you taking yeah. a little bit of time to come hang out with me here. Um, and uh, if somebody wants to look you up, if somebody's out in that area needs to look you up, where can they find you? It's mhhha.com. So it's three H's in the middle. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you are in the New Hampshire area, look Nicole up. She's awesome. Um, and she will uh, help you get yourself back on track and take good care of you. She's one of my very best friends. So Yay. thank you very much, Nicole, for joining me. It's awesome to see you. I adore you. I do appreciate Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I throw every one of these off the same way. Um, I tell everybody to do your absolute best to make tomorrow today better than tomorrow. Excuse me. To make today better than yesterday. And if you <laughs> fail, that is totally fine. Because then talk about tomorrow that? <laughs> will be talk about what failure? That was a Freudian slip right there, my friend. <laughs> See, there's more in everything. <laughs> right? Right? So Maybe my today is going to be better than my tomorrow. And that's okay because <laughs> the next day will be easier. Um, so as you go forward, live with gratitude, celebrate your victories. And I got one more episode for you tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Have a good day, everybody.